Chapter twenty nine of On a Donkey's Hurricane Deck. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Piotr Rapper. On a Donkey's Hurricane Deck by Robert Pitcher Woodward. Chapter twenty nine Across the Missouri in Wheelbarrow by Mac Arony he was mounted upon a mule which he rode gineta fashion and behind him by the duke's order was led his dapple adorned with shining trappings of silk which so delighted sancho that every now and then he turned his head to look upon him and thought himself so happy that he would not have exchanged conditions with the emperor of germany don quixote the city of council bluffs is four miles from the missouri river and takes its name as many people do from both sides of the house council comes from the old mormon councils formerly held there and bluffs is borrowed from the bluffs on which the city is built often such things are handed down for many generations the mayor seemed to be constructed on the bluff order he had the consummate cheek to tell my master he wasn't allowed to sell photographs without procuring a license and thought he had squelched him but he almost fell out of his chair when pot nonchalantly pulled out a fifty-dollar bill and said just make out a license at once then he went to work and did a land of his business taking more money out of the town than the mayor could put into it in a year's time next morning miss damfino went shopping coming back with a brand new pair of shoes she said she saw lots of donkeys shopping and began to distribute the stableful of equine and asinine gossips such a lot of scandal that i was ashamed of her she had also discovered the startling fact that there was one more river to cross furthermore said she our highfaluting aristocratic literary genius mac Arony, is to enjoy the distinction of crossing the great missouri river bridge in a wheelbarrow this caused me to collapse i fell on my knees and prayed on the bed of yellow straw and prayed aloud for spiritual support but all i got was a bucket of water an hour afterward i was saddled for the show i had experienced riding in a wheelbarrow before and did not like the idea but said nothing sure enough when we arrived at the bridge there stood a wheelbarrow just brought by a wagon from the bluffs i eyed the vehicle disdainfully that was the same kind of carriage that a man once went to london with to fetch a wife home in and now as a fitting jubilee memorial of that historic event i a respectable scion of an ancient race was to be toted across a bridge into a great city in this outlandish vehicle to the cheers and jeers of a multitude the event was heralded in the morning papers of both council bluffs and omaha i saw pod reading about it on the way at the bridge i was at once unsaddled and my luggage distributed equally between cheese and damfino the quilts and blankets were folded in the wheelbarrow and with the help of two men pod and coonskin lifted me into the one-wheeled carriage where i was strapped and roped so securely i couldn't budge without upsetting pod wheeled me a short way first then coonskin relieved him in this way i crossed that bridge of size when halfway i thought i would be easier if i turned over for it was an awful long bridge in a minute i was on the bridge proper the wheelbarrow on the top of me improper wasn't pod mad enough a streetcar line crossed the bridge and cars full of curious passengers were passing continually having paid extra i reckoned to see the circus 
i had to be untied and again deposited in the wheelbarrow and do you believe those human jackasses didn't have sense enough to lay me on my other side then another distressing circumstance happened soon after i could see the street at the omaha terminus jammed with people as on a fourth of july but that didn't matter a horsefly buzzed round me a minute prospecting and suddenly made his campfire on my left hip soon the fire burned like fury and i was not able to stand it made one super asinine effort ripped and tore and upset myself and pod who was wheeling me then the crowd cheered louder than ever some boy with a large voice yelled hurrah for mac Aaroni, and three cheers were given i think we'll walk the rest of the way coonskin said pod referring to me save us the trouble of fixing him in the wheelbarrow again thinks i i'll just get even with the professor at once and i lay down as if i were in a barnyard for the night it didn't take those men long to put me in the wheelbarrow again i tell you this time pod didn't seem to care whether i was all in or not my tail caught in the spokes of the wheel and wound up so quickly that i was nearly pulled out on the bridge the wheelbarrow came to such a sudden stop that pod fell all over me at first i thought i had lost my tail by the roots it was sore long after couldn't switch off flies with it and had to kick at them and ten times out of nine i would miss the fly and kick my long-legged rider in the leg or foot whereupon i would catch it with whip and spur at length we crossed the bridge and there i was dumped then i had a good roll in the dust just to show there was no hard feeling after which a host of inquisitive spectators followed us to the paxton hotel in omaha where we were to have a two days rest good fortune began to fall before us now like manna from the sky the first morsel came in the manner of a proposition for pod and me to pose in front of a leading apothecary's shop in the business centre and extol the virtues of fruit frap and incidentally his perfumed soaps insect powders and dog biscuits in consideration of several dollars in silver the frap clause of the contract was most agreeably cool and delectable for that summer season and the sample doses of the various ices to which cheese and i not to mention pod were treated furnished rare sport for an appreciative audience the cheerful proprietor recognizing my blue blood attempted to feed me with a long silver spoon i so admired the spoon that with my teeth i stamped it with our family crest as the demand for frap increased the brass buttoned society began to gather from the four points of the compass and finally attempted to arrest pod for blocking the thoroughfare and but for the timely arrival of the druggist there would have been a riot coonskin had two guns in his belt and pod declared he would not be taken alive on this occasion besides the money received from the druggist coonskin sold many chromos for the wily professor was far-seeing enough to work in considerable nonsense about his travels and got even the police so interested that several cops wedged through the gang and purchased souvenirs we made a pretty fair street show all were there but miss damfino who felt indisposed and remained indoors one of our severest crosses some folks think that the ass has only one cross and that on its shoulders was experienced a few miles southwest of the city where we donks refused to walk a narrow plank over a shattered bridge and were forced to ford the stream End of chapter twenty nine